afternoon, everybody, or good day. This is Christelle Cranko, Martin Jarman, and today we're going to talk to you about something that the Lord has been talking to us about very urgently, and we've we've named the podcast "The Faith That Saves," and uh, it is um, an urgent message that we have today, based on a prophetic dream and two directions that the Lord has been speaking to us from and today is the 27th of November 2021 <clears throat> and um we are going to um just tell you these two directions that the Lord has been talking to us from and how he brought it together to give us understanding about something that he wants us to grow in and to teach and a message a very urgent message that he wants to bring to his people so Separately, the Lord has been talking to us. So first of all, um, he has been speaking to Martine while she has been working on a coloring book based on the names of God. And um, she will tell you just a little bit about the, the Lord's direction with that book. Mm. So I've been working on a coloring book, um, but at the same time I've been um, researching and reading up a lot on God's character and the names that he has given his children in his book and at the times that he has given it. And it's been an incredible journey for me. It has been such an incredible journey into his character and it has really drawn me closer. And as I've uh, I just started this this project just to do a coloring in book, really, because um, it's kind of fun for adults to have a coloring in book on the names of God. And as I've gone through this, I've become more and more excited about the information that I can share inside that book because I've started... Um, through all my research to put information down on each of the the names of God that I have chosen or that the Holy Spirit has led me to include in that book and it has opened up such an incredible revelation for me about his love and his and who he is and how much he loves us and how much he guides us and protects us and it's it's I can't even I can't even do it justice you'd have to read all the characters of mm. God it's it's very hard it's to extremely it's beautiful. In, but it is incredibly powerful anyway mm. funny enough I was busy doing this particular name of God <clears throat> Jehovah Tzidkenu which is the Lord our righteousness and I will show you just now how that feeds into mm. how the Lord has been speaking to us yes so um Martine didn't discuss this um, particular name that she was working on because, of course, we were both working on our own um, aspects of ministry um, separately and um, she was working on this and, and I was, um, the Lord just gave me a dream um, and it was, it's, a, it's clearly a prophetic dream um, and I'm going to share parts of that dream with you. So the dream takes place in a... I find myself in a very uh, modern city, not completely futuristic, but the the entire city is lined with buildings. There's no there's no there's no gaps between the buildings on the side of the road. Um, they are all with um, black aluminium and dark glass. So all the buildings are dark glass and black aluminium, very, very modern. Um, and uh, it's, it's neat and clean and so on. And I go, through a, I go through a glass door, a door. So when I go from one section of the city to the next, there's a glass division. I have to go through this door. You can't see through the glass. 
you have to open the door and then you go into the next section because the, the, the glass is dark. So I go into the next section of the city and there um, on, on, a, on a slightly raised um, um, paved, everything's paved or it's the street, it's tar. There's nothing, there's no grass or trees or anything like that. So I'm on this paved section and a distance from me, about 200 meters from me, maybe not that far, maybe 100 meters from me, there's a woman. And uh, she's reasonably, she's in her 30s, I would say late 30s, short hair, uh, blondish, and she is a very ordinary looking woman. But she, I see from her behavior from a distance, and Martina's next to me. Um, I see from her behavior from a distance that this woman is not normal. There's something wrong with her. I can see that she's dangerous. And I'm watching her, and she runs towards me to attack me. Um, and it's not a nightmare in the sense that when you get a demonic dream that you're terrified and I'm, I'm you know, like uh, fighting, for, your fighting life. for my life or anything like that. But I am aware that it's a an anxious situation. And she comes running towards me and she's going to attack me. Um, and I call out and, um, or even before I call out, this man comes in a white coat, white medical coat, and he takes her, he takes her away. And he's taking her off to a medical, to a mental home. Um, and he goes into, out of our sight somewhere. And it turns out that it's a parking garage. So Martina and I decide to leave and she goes to get the car. And when she goes to get the car, she comes back running out to me with big eyes. And she says to me, that woman has escaped. And we go into the garage. And she's, ki yeah. and she's killed the man in the white coat representing medical, a medical um, industry kind of thing. And she's killed this man. She stabbed him. And he's lying dead in the garage. So we get in our car and we decide to get away quickly. Anyway, long story short, we, we're, we move to another section of the city. We see her chasing us. We get away. Um, our car flies and we go and land somewhere. And, we're, and we get out the car and we're just standing around. And suddenly this woman appears again. She's there. She's never stopped chasing us. We thought that she'd been lost but she's never stopped chasing us. And she comes up um, and she goes straight for me and she attacks me. And she grabs me and I start to wrestle her. Um, we're standing up straight and I'm wrestling her with every ounce of strength that I have. But she's, she's very powerful. And I realize that she is um, completely mad. Even in the first part of the dream... I knew that she was insane. She was completely insane. And now she's wrestling with me again. And I know she's completely mad and she's very, very dangerous. And as I'm looking at her, I see that blood starts to run out of her eyes. And I know that this is a deadly, deadly disease. And I do not want to touch this blood. And I know that I mustn't touch it. And I'm wrestling, trying to keep her away from me. And I start rebuking her in Jesus' name. And I say, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. And she laughs at me. And she's laughing and she's sneering. And, she's, and as this battle is going on, she's pulling me closer and closer and closer. And I haven't got, she's like steel 
it's like resisting steel. I'm, I'm just incapable. And no matter what I say, in Jesus' name, nothing works. And eventually she's trying to get this blood from her eye. And there's black blood and there's red blood. And she's trying to get this blood to drip into my mouth, to run into my mouth. And she's eventually got my mouth right up against the lower part of her cheek. And she's slowly pushing me up towards her eyes so that this blood can get in my mouth. And I say, I realize that all I have left is my faith in Jesus. And I just say, Jesus, I trust you. I trust you, Jesus. I trust you, Jesus. I trust you, Jesus. And I feel this deep well of love and absolute faith rise up in me that Jesus will protect me and that he will manage this. And despite the fact that I am less than an inch from this blood, my mouth is less than an inch from this blood, I keep saying, I trust you, Jesus. And this woman, she can't hold me. She starts to relinquish her grip. And she steps back from me and her face is confused and shocked. And she's looking at me and she absolutely cannot understand what happened. And I just keep saying, I trust you, Jesus. I trust you. But with me saying these words, the well of the spirit of love wells up in me with this overwhelming knowing that my God is faithful. Knowing that he's faithful, that he will not let me down. That he will not forsake me. And as she steps back, then I see helpers come running. And they're going to take this woman. I know that she's now going to be captive and taken away from me. And she can never come near me again. She will be now locked up. She will not get near me again. And that is the end of my dream. And when the Lord spoke to me about the dream, he said to me, A time is coming where there will be such deadly things around us and such terrible things. And that the name of Jesus is not going to mean anything when it's empty. When there is no faith behind that, when there is no love and relationship with God, when there is no knowing of the word, you can say the name of Jesus till you're blue in the face. It will make no difference. The same as the high priest's sons who went and tried to drive the demons out of, out of that demon-possessed man and the demon said, um, Jesus I know and Paul I know, but who are you? And he beat them up. That will be empty even if you think you're born again and you are not walking with the Lord and your lamp is not full and you're not filled with his word and you're not in relationship with him and you don't have an understanding of his character, you will not be able to resist this evil tide. You will not be able to stand against it. So I'm calling out to you today, brothers and sisters, bury yourselves in the word of God. Let it consume you. Day and night, seek him. Um, pray, call out to the Lord because there is nothing that can protect you except your faith in the living God. There's nothing. They know, evil knows when you have a true relationship with God. They can see it in your spirit. They're looking in the spirit world. They're looking at you. They're not looking at you physically. They can see what is true. The word says that, um, oh, and then Martine had a dream the very next night about my dream 
So she had a dream where she was telling somebody my dream. So Martine, would you like to share? Okay, so what I'm doing is I'm, I'm sitting with a worldly person and I'm sitting with my son and I'm busy explaining Christelle's dream to these people and I'm busy telling them specifically about this demonically influenced or possessed or demonic woman whose blood um, is pouring out of her eyes um, and she's trying to get it into Christelle's mouth. And I suddenly look at this worldly person and I stand up and I say to him, um, as I say, as I come to that part in the dream where I say, and, and, and Christelle was saying, I rebuke you in Jesus' name. The Lord rebukes you and nothing was happening. And I stand up and I say to this worldly man, I said, whatever you do, do not rebuke anything demonic in the name of Jesus. And he says to me, why not? I said, because you are not serving him like you should and you have got wide open doors. You are, you have wide open doors and you're going to be in big trouble if you try and rebuke anything demonic. But I think it's important to, to also note that this man has been present in other dreams of Martine's where he has told her that he's a Christian. So this yes. is a person who has who presents himself, who thinks that he is serving God, yes. but because there is no relationship, because it's uh, it's kind of pseudo relationship, and and I, I'm not just talking to people who have gone to church all their lives and they've never really been born again and they don't really understand anything about. I'm not just talking to those people. We're talking to people who are born again, yes. who have served God, who have done all the things, who sing in the worship group, who do all these things, but they have forgotten their first love. There's no love in this relationship. There's no, relationship. There's no deep connection with the Lord. Yes. Your words are empty if there is no connection. Amen. And the word says that, um, so what I want to say is that faith comes with relationship and with love. It comes with those things. You, you, you will not have faith if you do not have a relationship with somebody. How can you trust somebody that you don't know? Mm. How can you trust somebody you don't love? And, and the word says that Abraham was counted as righteous because he believed God. In mm. other words, he trusted him. His righteousness came because of his faith. And, and the word says Abraham was God's friend. He was God's friend. Therefore, there was a deep connection. There was a relationship. They walked and talked together. The, Abraham completely trusted God. He knew that what he said he would do. No matter how long it took, he knew that he would say, we have to have that kind of faith to endure and to, to get through what's ahead of us. And, and um, faith comes from hearing, says the word. The word says, faith comes from hearing and hearing by the word of God. And what is hearing? Hearing is intently listening. If I really listening, listen, then I perceive the truth. Then I hear the truth. And where do we get this truth from? We get this truth from the word. And the, so the word is our source. And if you know the word, you will recognize the truth when you hear it. And no one will be able to deceive you. No one will be able mm. to force you to do things you don't want to do. You will be able to look at it and analyze it and not get confused. And not say, I wonder, is it? And is this one right or is that one right? Should I do that? Should mm. I? You will know what the truth is. Because you have the word within you and the spirit of God within you that is saying to you, that is not 
what I want for you. Even if that looks like the logical decision, it is not the decision for you. I have another way and I want you to follow that way. And our righteousness is based on our faith, not on what we do. And this is where this name that Martine was working with, um, which, that she was studying, came up. And that is Jehovah Tzidkenu. And it means the Lord, our righteousness. God is our righteousness. Amen. Okay. And we are, we, um, we get our righteousness by believing as Abraham did. He was counted righteous because he had faith, because he believed God. So we get our righteousness from our faith. You yeah. have no righteousness if you have no faith. You, you have, have no righteousness of you, your own. You have none of your own. Your righteousness comes from God. And you can only accept that if you have faith in him. And, if, and that will lead you to obedience. Your love and, to, and, and, love and obedience have Absolutely. that righteousness. And it says in Isaiah 64 verse 6, it says, But we are all as an unclean thing, and all our righteousnesses are as filthy rags. We have nothing that we can do. It doesn't matter how, how good you think you are and how much you preach and, and, and um, uh, minister to the poor and, and help the children of God and prophesy. You do not have righteousness of your own, you know. And I just want to quickly bring in, um, as I was studying um, Jehovah Tzidkenu, I was reading up about um, Isaiah. You know, Isaiah was a true man of God. He walked in God's statutes. He was a righteous man. He spoke and worked ceaselessly for God. Mm-hmm. He, he, he prophesied God's words. And and he had that vision where the, the veil opened and God... Um, showed himself in his throne room and Isaiah falls on his face and he says woe is me for I am undone I am a man of unclean lips now in in Hebrew that means I have failed I perish now if I compare myself to Isaiah I haven't got a hope I haven't got a hope he is I fall far short of Isaiah's um, work for the Lord Now, if a man like that can fall down on his face and say, I am undone. And then what does the Lord do? He he commands his angel to take a coal from the altar, which is is Jesus' sacrifice, represents Jesus' sacrifice on the altar. Sacrifice on the altar. And and that angel, he commands that angel to put a coal on Isaiah's lips and it cleanses him. And it says, lo... This hath touched thy lips, and thine iniquity is taken away, and thy sin purged. And Isaiah later testifies to this. He says, Surely shall one say, In the Lord have I righteousness and strength. Even to him shall men come, and all that are incensed against him shall be ashamed. And, you know, it's just an incredible example from the prophets of old, is, is to show us that we have no righteousness of our own. And, and what does that mean for us as believers? What does that mean? Well, it means that you have to go before the Lord in absolute brokenness and say, I cannot do it. I am nothing. I am incapable. You have to admit you're a failure. You have to admit that you, that you stand in filthy rags. And you have to ask the Lord to cleanse you and heal you and overcome for you and be your righteousness. And, you know, this is important because so... So often, um, you know, we've been walking with the Lord for a long time and we serve him faithfully and we try and do all the, or keep his statutes and, 
and um, and we live by and faith walk a holy and life. walk a holy we, life. We try so hard. But there are things in our lives that we find so difficult to overcome. So difficult to overcome, you know, because we each have our own issues that we deal with. And we can't, you, you just try and you fail and you try and you fail. Just like Paul said, you know, the things I don't want to do, I do. And the things I want to do, I don't do. Absolutely. So you, you and, and why? Because we only have that righteousness in Christ. And we can only accept that righteousness in Christ if we have faith. Absolutely. And that faith comes out of a love for a God that loves us and a trust in him mm. and an obedience then it leads us to be obedience it leads us to repentance it leads us to forgiveness so we we have to have a relationship and then we receive that righteousness and then that righteousness it's stands a as a as a form of power and protection mm. within us and it says in hebrews 11 verse 6 without faith it is impossible to please please god it is yes, impossible. impossible you cannot please him without faith you can do you can feed the world you can do you can take care of every widow on the planet but you are not going to please him without faith and you know there, there's been things that i've battled with in my life and even just uh, you know recently that i feel ashamed of because i'm not overcoming them and i and I beat myself up, and I, and I get so upset with myself. And I was impatient once again. Yeah, you know? I was impatient. You know, I'm I'm impatient, and I'm quick to anger, and all the things I don't want to do. And, you know, this realization has been so powerful for me because I cannot fix me. Mm. I'm not capable of walking in righteousness. I'm as a filthy rag before my Father. Only in my brokenness can I go before my Father. And he will overcome for me. And his righteousness will be given to me. But only his righteousness. Mm. I have nothing of my and own. And that is his name. Jehovah Tzidkenu. The Lord mm. our righteousness. Amen. He Amen. is our righteousness. Amen. So I just wanted to say, um, you know, that faith comes through, just to recap, it comes through a relationship with God by knowing his character. As you get to know him through his word and his actions in your life, you get to trust him more and more. You cannot have faith without relationship. Saying I believe God does not make it so. You have to feel it and live it. It is something that grows as a part of love and often flourishes in the face of adversity while submerging yourself in the word of God. It is a deep knowing that he is faithful and loves you and will never let you down. So today, brothers and sisters, we want to encourage you. Mm. Work at your faith, it is what is going to sustain you in dark times. Nothing else will hold you up. Absolutely. Nothing else will save you. It is the word of God. We are we don't even know what we're going to face, but this was a disease that was coming that was causing mm. this woman's eyes to bleed. It was a disease, it was a terrible disease, and it was making her eyes bleed, and it was a threat. And we needed faith. To resist it. And we know what the word of God mm. says. We are in a dark time. Mm. There are many, many wicked things that must come to pass. Mm. We are going to be deceived and mm. fed lies by the enemy. Mm. We have to stand and believe in his promises. Mm. We need to trust him mm. with all our hearts. Mm. We need to know him and know who he is. Mm. How can you be married to somebody and trust them if you don't know them mm. and you don't love them? Mm. You need to know this God that we serve so powerful, mm. that, that is so powerful. Mm. 
and and what I want to say to you also today is if you are if you are standing um, with your head hung in shame because you cannot get past a particular sin or you are at a, at a crossroads and you can just not get breakthrough then I would suggest to you that yes you cannot mm -hmm. that you go down in your knees and that you admit before the Lord that you are broken and you are nothing and that you cannot do this mm. and only he Amen. can and then you trust him and you get up and you walk in faith and you believe in his promises and you trust him because he loves you and he will never leave you mm. and he will never forsake you. Mm. Amen. And we will close with that. God bless you. May the Lord keep you and keep his eyes upon you and keep you in the palm of his hand. Shalom. Shalom. Shalom.